A huge hello and welcome to Notes from the Island, a brand new podcast brought to you by River Island. We're so excited to be your one-stop shop on all things fashion, life and everything in between. This is the show that's powered by your voice notes, solving your fashion queries one message at a time. James, how is your week this week? Well, actually, it's been a bit of a nightmare because I sort of offended Selena Gomez. And <gasps> oh, no. I'll tell you what happened. Basically, I sat down to watch Selena's amazing movie, My Mind and Me, which is so incredible. It's all about her mental health journey. And I just recommend that everyone watches it, especially if you don't understand mm-hmm. depression and mental health. It's so powerful. So I sat down to watch it and I was like, oh my God, I relate to this so much. And then <laughs> she goes to London to do promo on the radio and I had interviewed her about three years ago and basically I asked her a really stupid question about boys which is just so not relevant and she called me out and said the whole point of this song is that I don't have to talk about boys so snaps to Selena and then it cuts to her in a lift and she says this whole thing just seems so pointless In fact, she called me a waste of time. That's what she said. It wasn't just me. It was about a lot of other people too. But anyway, I died. So I recorded a TikTok and then Selena wrote, (gasps) I love you. So I think, I think all is well. And actually, Lauren, I'm convinced this film's going to win an Emmy. Yes. And let's be honest, I'm the villain. Oh my God. I'm the villain in this film. If I was you, I would be putting on all of my like Edinburgh Fringe comedy posters from now on. Waste of time, Selena Gomez. You know it. (laughs) I don't know if we can top that, but what have we got coming up in the show, James? Actually, today we can top it because we've got colour. All things colour. Because as the nights draw in and darkness falls, it's our legal duty to wear colour. It is. And we'll also be hearing from novelist and host of How to Fail podcast and all-round fabulous person, Elizabeth Day, on what colour means to her, plus what she's currently obsessed with. We've also got your big question. Plus, in celebration of International Men's Day, we're going to be sharing how to celebrate and support the men in your life. So, Lauren, colour. There are so many ways to add colour into your look. Full-on colour clashing, mixing it up like a patchwork quilt, which is really speaking to me in this autumnal weather. Dedicating your entire look to one colour. We love a block. A la Maison Valentino and their pinks, obsessed. Or maybe you mainly just wear blacks or neutrals and you want to add in a pop of colour whenever it takes your fancy. The thing about colours is it lets you work the room without saying a word. And I'd love to get your take on all of this too, Lauren. But first, the amazing Elizabeth Day has sent us this empowering voice note on psych kicks, colour and confidence. Hi James, hey Lauren, it's Elizabeth Day here and I'm here to tell you about my love of colour. And I first fell in love with sartorial colour when my life was a bit of a mess. I was in my late 30s, I was single, I'd gone through a divorce, I'd had various fertility issues and I went to see a woman who describes herself as a psychic life coach. Bear with me. She told me many things that were really helpful, but the one thing that really stuck in my mind was she said, you need to wear more colour. And I took her literally, and the next day I put on a bright red top. I've still got it. It's a Bella Freud bright red top with 1970 across the front. And I went on a date, and it was a date that I had made through an app, 
And I had no hope for it whatsoever because I'd been dating on the apps for quite a while and I just didn't think that this was going to be anything special. But I thought, you know, I might as well get it out of the way and then get on with my life. I walked into a bar and I met the man who is now my husband. (laughs) And I have so much to be grateful to colour for for that reason. And I think looking back, I had spent so long trying to shrink myself and not inhabit my power to make myself palatable to other people. And as a result, I'd been wearing a lot of blacks, greys, neutrals. And as soon as I started wearing colour, my life took a turn for the better because I was suddenly, unapologetically inhabiting myself. Wow. I love this. I don't know. I have so much to say. I hard relate in so many ways. The psychic, the colour, the date. I do think colour is a mindset, isn't it? Like, you can't be sad if you're in, like, yellow. Yeah. And I hadn't really thought about this until listening to Elizabeth there. I do think subconsciously colour can, like, impact your mood. And so maybe her wearing that red top on that date subconsciously just sort of made her feel like confident and sexy and that would have then come across well to her now husband and look at them now. I think what struck me the most listening to that is how Elizabeth had spent a long time like trying to shrink herself so that she wasn't inhabiting her power to like make herself more palatable to other people and I really relate to that. I think a lot of the time we try to fit in with people without realising and we live in a culture that constantly tells you to be yourself yet we don't really practice that. We don't think about it. It's just become an Instagram meme. It's it's a buzzword. It's something RuPaul says but like we don't Mm -hmm. actually do that. We so often don't want to stand out because stepping into our confidence can be really scary but it's so important and your life can change in an instant just by putting on a pop of color wow that's life-changing i think red as a woman as well is such a such an important like i never wear red lipstick never because it feels too like grown up you know what i mean and i know i am a grown-up but there's something about red lipstick that feels like a level of sexiness and confidence that i don't think i am but that's not that I don't think I'm sexy or confident, but you know what I mean? There's something about red lipstick that's just like, that woman has her life together and could take on any man in this place. But I bought my first like little red dress last year and I remember like looking at it and thinking, that is fundamentally a sexy dress. And I was like, oh God, I'm going to look so stupid in it. Put it on, like got my makeup done, did my hair, and I don't think I've ever felt so confident as I did in that dress that night. And I swear now with this knowledge, it, it was the power of red. That's what it was. It's funny how we, like, I um, I don't wear red because I have red hair. So when I was oh, growing yeah. up, like as a ginger person, I was always told that red would clash. And I just felt like it was drawing attention to my hair color. And when I was really little, I felt so embarrassed to be ginger. Like I was almost yeah. ashamed of it, which is obviously crazy because it's a beautiful hair color. And to this day, I've only ever owned one red jumper, which I did love wearing a few times. But then I started wearing a lot more pink, which is another color that people have traditionally said you should avoid. And I remember going to this party one Christmas and my auntie was like, oh, a ginger wearing pink. That's brave, which is so rude, by the way. I will call her out right now. (laughs) And I've worn pink (laughs) as much as possible ever since. And I think I look great in pink. And the same with red. I think think red's an amazing color. I think pink is a really good color on you because it's such like a reflection of your personality. Like you're bubbly and friendly and welcoming. And to me, that's like pink. Like 
You know what I mean? I do. You are pink. Thank you. You are pink. Yeah. <laughs> right, it is time for the big question. This is the part of the show where we hear from you, lovely lot, on something fashion and life related that you would like mine and James's two cents on, because we obviously know where it's at. Uh, this week we have got the lovely Georgia with a wedding themed colour quandary. Hi James and Lauren, it's Georgia. Um, I need some advice and I hear you other people to come to. I have got a really good friend of mine's wedding coming up um, this winter. Um, it's actually a mutual friend of my ex-boyfriend and although I'm totally over him, I really need to look amazing on the day because it's one of the first times I'm going to see him since we've broken up. Um, obviously, I, I know I can't outstage the bride or anything, although that would be amazing. Haha. <laughs> um, but basically, I normally always, always, always wear neutral colours. I have very, very little colour in my wardrobe. So I just thought, you know, it would be amazing to wear something really bold and colourful to this wedding. Um, but I'm a bit lost. I don't know what colours are, you know, even in trend or what would look good. Um, so any advice you can give me would be amazing. Thank you. I mean, I don't know if it's bad, which you know it is, the fact that I've started, I don't know if it's bad. But my impulse reaction was just turn up in a wedding dress, go straight up to him and be like, this could have been us. This could have been us. <laughs> No, I think that's amazing. I love that so much. Please do that. I think that upstaging the bride isn't a thing, or at least it shouldn't mm-hmm. be a thing. If if it was me, and listen, I'm not married, so I don't know the vibe, but if I was going to get married, I'd feel really sad if my friends felt they couldn't dress their full potential mm-hmm. because they're worried about upstaging me. And I'd rather everyone was happy in what they were in. So I guess what I would say here is, Maybe speak to the bride and say, I'm thinking of wearing this. Do you mind if I wear this? And what are your thoughts? Just so you have the consent and you feel even more confident to sort of turn up in your best outfit without worrying about upstaging anyone. And if I was that bride, I'd be like, hell, upstage me. Like, I'm married. I'm sorted. You've got your ex (laughs) there. You need to look so powerful. The whole room's looking at you. Exactly. And I think a lot of the traditional sort of wedding things you know the sort of rules that they've always been are starting to like loosen a bit like have you seen that like pink is now really popular for for actual wedding dresses no but that's brilliant yeah like people are sort of throwing out the rule book and going for like pink wedding dresses and it's like well if your bride is in a beautiful pink wedding dress you don't even have to worry about upstaging her because she's already like made her claim actually speaking of pinks and reds see see what you think about this so i've only really been to one proper Wed- two weddings as like an adult woman my best friend got married last august and i originally had an outfit planned to wear but my ex was going to be my plus one and i sort of planned this outfit with him so i thought no 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 i'm gonna scrap it start again because that was what i was gonna wear with him and i'm nope, gonna go to this wedding as a strong confident single woman and i found this beautiful dress and it was like a red almost like a grecian floaty dress mm. and it was kind of backless and I wore that and I got loads of compliments. And it was only after, um, I think I Googled something about like wearing red at a wedding. And apparently it's really bad form. Why? And I didn't know. And it, it was about upstaging the bride that, you know, traditionally you shouldn't wear red at a wedding because you'd upstage the bride. And I text my friend and I was like, oh my God, I'm so like, I haven't been to many weddings. I didn't know the etiquette. And she was like, you looked amazing. I don't care. 
Oh. And I think that's the thing. There's there's all these sort of rules and outdated, you know, oh, you can't do this, you can't do this, but we're a very modern society now. I wouldn't care if someone wore red to my wedding. No way. The other thing, I will just throw in a bit of a warning here. I went to a wedding. Um, my friends Matt and Joe got married, and my ex, Kevin, was there. And I did look amazing. <gasps> and unfortunately, Kevin and I ended up getting back together for a couple of months. <gasps> and it didn't really, really work out. And it was a pretty dodgy time. So maybe you don't want to look amazing. Maybe you should dress yeah. down so that your ex doesn't fancy you. <laughs> if it was a breakup that was for the best. Yeah. Just a warning. I don't want you to waste six months of your life. How good would it be just being able to go to a wedding, like, in your jammies, oh, in your pyjamas? Yes, wear your jammies. I might do that if I get married. <laughs> just be like, I want everyone to be come. Let's face it, lasses, your shoes are coming off at some point anyway, so why not just turn up in your slippers? Let's be comfy. Oh, my God, this is what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've just ruined your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, as well, if you're Georgia's worried about, like, how to add a pop of colour in, what I would do is do it very subtly. So if she wants to wear, like, a plainer dress, I would then add the colour with, like, my shoes, my nails, like, sort of bring the colour in through your accessories and then mm. you'll probably feel a little bit more comfortable because it's not like, you know, I am wearing a red dress or an orange dress or a very bold coloured dress. She's wearing something that she's more comfortable in, but getting the colour in with, like, matching your nail I love matching nails to shoes yes. big fan and of that and a pop on your eye you could match that yes. as well or get a nice lippy Maybe something in your hair mm, yeah yes. absolutely little little clutch bag that bring it in with like the accessories I like and that and if you're a guy and you're thinking the same thing maybe it's wearing a coloured shirt under your blazer so that later in the night yes. you can just whip it off and reveal a bit more colour oh I love it or a sock I love it <gasps> love a colour sock I do love a sock. I love a black, an all-in-black suit with a pink sock. The most adorable thing, um, the curtain is hiding it so you can't see, but um, all my washing is behind there. <laughs> and my boyfriend has like socks with little aliens on, Aww. and I find it adorable. So when I'm putting the washing away, I, I pair his socks up like I'm his mother because I, I genuinely enjoy doing it. And I see all the little aliens, and I'm like, you're 30, but this is so cute. <laughs> If you want to be on next week's show, send your fashion queries to us right now on WhatsApp. Our number is 077-113-85526. And our social channels are at River Island on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Get in touch. Yes, genuinely, you send your problems. We will solve them with fashion. That's 077-113-85526 or check the show notes for all of the info. We can't wait to hear from you. Now, I know many of you will know Lauren as a comedian and now one part of your favourite fashion-y agony aunts. But when she's not being funny or giving out advice, Lauren is bringing you hard facts and stats. That is very true. I, I love a stat and a fact. It's a, it's a true fact. <laughs> okay, Elstat, what have you got for us that might help Georgia when she makes her colour choice for the wedding outfit and anyone else that might be wondering what colour to wear for a certain occasion give us your stats so I have got a few different colours here and according to the psychology of fashion that can actually like have an impact on how you feel how you act yeah how others perceive you so James oh we're going to do another little quiz I love a quiz and we will start with blue. So what do you think blue is telling people when you wear it? What what vibe does blue give off? 
Um, for me, blue gives off blue sky thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. You can tell I've done some Teams calls. Um, <laughs> I'd say blue gives freshness, uh, gives positivity, appeal, happiness. I'm giving a lot of words here. Yes. For me, it gives, I guess it, it gives off positivity and happiness. You're nailing it, yeah. So blue is um, like a very peaceful colour. Makes you think of a uh, calmness, you know, like lakes and the sea. Very, very tranquil, very chilled. Mm. And it's also, uh, studies have revealed, it's like the most preferred colour worldwide. Rega- regardless of whether you're a boy or a girl. Uh, blue tends to be the most popular colour but that is because it gets associated with very nice pretty things like you know blue skies good weather nice clean fresh water non-threatening non-threatening I'm so surprised you said calm because I'm the least calm person ever and I wear blue all the time I think I may have got the colour wrong we need need more more... blue we need just (laughs) smurf you up smurf you up that's what we gotta do but um, in fact, as well, maybe we should maybe we should do an experiment on this. Blue is seen as like being so peaceful that it can actually like have a physical effect on you and lower your body temperature. Really? And I think this is true, you know, because I sometimes look at the colour blue and feel cold. And I don't know if it's because I associate blue with, you know, like ice and frost and those proper chilly mornings. And I do sometimes feel cold looking at the colour blue. Cold tap, the cold tap is blue. I don't think I'll be wearing blue for at least four months right now because I want to feel as hot as possible. We are going to do this next podcast head to toe in like red and orange. (laughs) (laughs) So what does red mean? I was going to say, speaking of red, what do you think, what do you think that gives off? If I I was all in red. Well, from what you were saying earlier, it gives off sex. It gives off confidence. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So it's things like strength, Confidence. It's a very powerful colour, which mm. I kind of think is what I was getting at before is maybe why it's a colour I shy away from because I don't feel particularly powerful. Maybe that's a better word than confidence. I don't feel powerful. It's a very emotional colour. There's also, I don't I don't know the truth in this, but there's been studies that show athletes who wear red win more often no, because really? it's like subconsciously boosting their confidence because it's such like a powerful colour that they feel... Wow good and then they go on to win that's fascinating i think i should be wearing more red maybe that's how england are going to win the world cup we're like no no no, get rid of the white yeah get the red full red yeah that is the away color i think oh is it you can tell i don't watch football i'm like me knowing something about football i think it's the away although they're always away aren't they if they're playing the world cup i don't really understand what do you think about you mentioned this color before black oh that's difficult I think actually I see that as a powerful color mm-hmm. like although I also associate wearing neutral tones with a sort of autumnal vibe and sometimes feeling sad I think black is is slightly different in that yeah it, it says power to me yeah um, I think a, a really crisp black jumper or a black hoodie looks really smart it's it's almost like not trying but effortless yeah it says to me it says money yes like i don't even have to try yeah but i'm just exuding and that's mm. the thing black is perceived as um serious and reliable right. which i can absolutely get on board with and that thing whenever i used to see like footage of steve job that was a man who knew what he was doing and he was just yeah. in a simple black top but it just exudes this power and leadership so yeah maybe if we want to get ahead in our careers we need to get 
get the black. Was he? Was that a turtleneck? Yeah, it's, it's black turtleneck. It turtleneck. I've got a turtleneck today. I don't normally go for a turtleneck. All right, Steve. I know. Welcome, <laughs> uh, the purple Steve Jobs. I'll be releasing my new products, the pomegranate, anytime soon. <laughs> Is that a purple Instead fruit? of an apple. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. No, we got it. We got it. I so desperately there trying to think of a... Weirdly, my bedroom wall in front of us is lilac. And I was like, oh, I cannot think of a sing... I don't want to say grape because then people will think of green. Speaking of green, sorry, this is a slight tangent. Green is the one colour I cannot wear because I used to work in a supermarket where the uniform was the green fleece. And any time I see the colour green now, I just think I'm going to be asked to go and stack the yogurts. And I'm like, no, oh. I can't. No, someone's going to shout it is because one of their items hasn't scanned through at the right price. I can't deal with it. Nope. No green. I feel like that about check shirts because I used to work at a supermarket that had checky shirts. Oh, yeah. It's weird. The, the sort of memories you can attach to a colour is quite... Yeah. And speaking of bright colours as well, we were on about jobs before to do with like wearing black. I found a study that said one in five people age 18 to 34 they credit their colorful wardrobes with getting a pay rise so maybe wearing black you seem more professional but it's the hawaiian shirt that's gonna get get that money in the bank well it was only one in five so let's not get too carried away that is true (laughs) and maybe that one in five person was working at a hawaiian shirt shop (laughs) yeah (laughs) they were It's time for What I'm Loving. Every week on the show, our guest tells us what they're loving, what they're so utterly obsessed by. And because today we're talking colour, here's the all-round icon and our new colour queen, Elizabeth Day, with hers. Hi, James. Hey, Lauren. It's Elizabeth Day here, and I'm here to tell you that I'm currently obsessed with purple. I mean the kind of Cadbury's chocolate purple that you get on the wrappers, and I've just bought myself a trouser suit because that's my other obsession alongside colour is trouser suits. I just realised at a certain point in my life that the reason men have historically worn them for so long is because they don't really have to put that much thought into what they wear. They just look put together as soon as you put them on and the other thing they've got loads of pockets so you've got like places to put everywhere and you don't have to go out of the handbag genius so I've just got a bright purple trouser suit I'm actually going to wear it tonight to go out for dinner for the first time not to go out for dinner for the first time I'm wearing trouser suit for the first time just clarification there and what I like about it is it makes me feel bold and it makes me feel empowered but in a way where I don't feel I'm trying too hard. It's a kind of announcement of intent. And I really enjoy that feeling. I feel fully myself. So yeah, I'm obsessed with Cadbury's purple. Sounds good enough to eat. Yeah? That was a... Definitely. There was too much of a pause between that joke and your reaction. So that tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> but I'm fully on board because we said before I've got... Pur- I'm going through my purple era, but I'm going through more of a lilac era. Mm, That's my face. I had a lilac phase. nails era, which yes. I was really into. And it's... I basically, I found this really nice pair of lilac, like, gingham trousers. Not something... 
Do you ever have this where they were very me, but also not something I'd usually wear? If that makes sense. So they were my style, but not necessarily something I would wear. So I bought them, loved them. And I thought these would look lovely with a little lilac top. And I've never done the colour block dressing before. This was only a couple of months ago. So I bought a little lilac top and I was like, oh my God, this looks lovely. And then I found a lilac-y pinky cardigan. And any time I wore that full outfit, I felt just like so bubblegummy. I looked like this little like Barbie doll, dainty little thing. I loved it. And I've never done the whole dressing all in one colour, but I am I am on board with the purple suits. So obviously on here and that, I've Googled purple trouser suits because I think I need to progress from my lilac era to my purple Ursula Fancy. the Sea Witch phase. Um, mm. Oh yes, Ursula the Sea Witch meets Cadbury's purple one. That is my... <laughs> That is my new style in sport. I need to be Elizabeth Day in whatever way I can. And I have found a Cadbury purple patterned trouser suit of dreams that I think I might now have to wear for just like all occasions, including like taking the bins out, watching tally on my own. So we'll pop that and a few other bits of inspiration on River Island socials for you if you fancy entering your sea witch purple Cadbury era too. <laughs> and can I just say high fashion to take the bins out is everything. That oh my is God, definitely yes. the mood. Yeah, I came back from these quite fancy awards recently and I was so hungry by the time I got in and all we had in the cupboard were space raiders. (laughs) So I'm sat in this beautiful dress with all my hair and makeup done, just eating pickled onion space raiders. And I was like, this is both sides of my personality coming together as one. (laughs) This is the bit of the show we like to call Pass the Mic, where we shine a light on something that we think is important. Now, November is all about men. International Men's Day is celebrated on the 19th of November, and November is also the month of the facial hair. November or No Shave November is back. James, have you ever taken part in this? No, apart from today, but in general, no, I haven't. I don't really love myself with facial hair, so I just donate money to charity instead. Amazing. Or at least I say I do. (laughs) I can't imagine you with facial hair. Have you ever had like a moustache or a beard? No, No, I haven't. I've only ever let it grow for like maybe max a week sometimes if i'm on holiday and i'm not taking any pics yeah i will let it grow but in general i don't love it so i try to shave as much as possible it's just a lot of hassle so i don't really like my face with facial hair but having said that lauren i do enjoy a strong beard on a nice handsome man is there a particular way to like keep a beard looking good I definitely recommend a comb. Really? And the other thing I recommend is a beard oil. I only oh. discovered this a few years ago when I was single and I met a man in a nightclub and I won't tell you too much about what happened, but <laughs> I was like, wow, what is that smell? Oh. <laughs> and then I was bought into the world of beard oils. Beard and oils. honestly, you can get a really good musky beard oil that you rub into your beard and then it doesn't only feel amazing, but it also smells amazing amazing so does it keep it like nice and like soft and mm. uh, see i'd soft never and bouncy consider this but i suppose it makes sense like you would look after the hair on your head so why wouldn't you look after the hair on your face absolutely i think this is a good time as well to remind people of why it is that people grow out their facial hair in november it is for a really important cause and that is men's health 
Yeah, Movember is the leading charity in the UK, changing the face of men's health, both mentally and physically. They support men with their mental health, with suicide prevention, prostate cancer and testicular cancer. And Movember believe there are five things that men should know. And I think these are basically just good rules for life. So Lauren, what do you make of these? Number one, spend time with people that make you happy. Yes, life is too short, isn't it, to do the things that make you sad. Right, small things can impact your mood, okay? So colour, for example, and these are universal things that are just as important for men and women. Number two, talk more. Mm -hmm. Whether that's listening to a friend or speaking to one, we should learn to talk about how we feel more. Exactly, and it's not always easy to talk, and I think that's why it's important as well for people to check in and just be like, you're right, I've noticed you've been a quiet, is there anything you want to talk about or even just saying something like when you are ready to talk I'm here for you sometimes just knowing someone's there for you can make all the difference number three know the numbers for the men that are over 50 in your life they should be talking to their doctor about prostate cancer and a PSA test yes very good number four check yourself check yourself know your body and what's normal for your testicles exactly you may not relate to that one yes that one (laughs) not relatable but good to know for the men in my life definitely (laughs) number five move more do activities in your day take a walking meeting cycle to work do things that make you feel good move oh absolutely sometimes even just getting a bit fresh air and i think that does come with moving like you can feel a bit stuck almost and just getting outside and getting some fresh air can just make such a difference to your day definitely so let's take a second and support the men in our lives show them love and maybe spoil them with a little gift to make them smile to find out more to get involved either by donating or fundraising head to movember.com that's it for this week thanks so much for joining us for episode four of notes from the island brought to you by river island what have you learned lauren well i have learned that i need a purple trouser suit in my life immediately pronto and i have learned that i need to pop on a hawaiian shirt if i want to get a pay rise thank you so much to our producer charlie murrell and our executive producer emily bryce perkins at rethink audio next week rosie ramsey joins us to talk about your partner's fashion nightmares not your partner's but rosie's Remember to check out River Island socials at River Island for extra bits, tricks and tips like the outfit inspiration mentioned in today's episode and of course for other ways to contact us. And you can also find us on at Lauren Patterson on Twitter or at Lauren underscore Patterson on Instagram. And at I'm James Barr on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much to our producer Matt Hill and our executive producer Emily Bryce Perkins at Rethink Audio. Thanks for listening. Bye.